Since time immemorial, human beings have stared up at the stars and asked the unanswerable questions. Why am I here? What is the nature of the cosmos? What is the meaning of life? Are we alone in the universe? Will DC ever make movies as well as Marvel? How exactly did Megatron shrink? Is a detailed backstory for your first level halfling wizard even How worth it? How many muscular men with pageboy haircuts lived on Eternia if they couldn't figure out that Prince Adam was He-Man? Who is going to play Alabama for the championship this what year? What does God need with a starship? Prepare your ear holes for a podcast dedicated to the philosophical quandaries of pop culture. An audio thunderdome. Two nerdy friends enter. Only one shall be victorious. This is I'm Right, and he's Rob. Hey, and uh, welcome back to America's Most Beloved Podcast featuring the two of us. Uh, I'm Right, and, and, and he's Rob. Uh hey. Rob, how are you this evening? I'm doing great. How are good. you? Good, 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 good. I'm not going to introduce you yet because, of course, it's traditional that we uh, go through the uh, the omissions, the uh, the wrongs, the uh, the mistakes that we made in our last episode, which was about the uh, Star Wars prequels. Yeah. Um, can you think of anything that we did not get right in this? That fear leads to hate. Hate leads to... Right, right, right. Celibacy leads to you uh, killing younglings. I think that's what it is. Wow, you know, we didn't even actually talk about that. Uh, The Jedi Jedi Knights, uh, we, we know nothing about that order until the prequels and then you get this whole you need to be celibate you need to be raised uh, a jedi from the very beginning that's yeah. not a good th- i mean that's that's not what you would necessarily call like your like choice thing like man well, when I, I grow up i hope i'm taken away from my family when i'm three raised to be celibate Woo! i mean that's i, I think that in the last jedi the way yoda explains it is the Jedi ways were not exactly right and there were things that they needed to do and that's kind of what I think they're trying to say at the end of well not the end but in Last Jedi that Mm -hmm. while the Sith aren't the good guys the Jedi needed to change right they were awfully uh, arrogant yeah a lot of hubris a lot of hubris in that Unlike other religious factions that they might be kind of representing. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, it's time to get on uh, to this week's uh, episode. And let me introduce uh, uh, my my, uh, co-host for this podcast. He's the uh, intro to my outro. He's the chapter three to my chapter five. He's he's the early adopter to my bandwagon. Here is my best friend, uh, Rob Bloom. Hi, Rob. Hi, Monty. How are you? Good. Oh, thanks for saying my name. I sometimes forget to say my own yes. name when I do this introduction. I'm my Monty Ike. Thank you. Uh, tonight we got a, a weird one, but definitely one that we need to talk about because I think a lot of people have varying degrees of, uh, of, of what you need to do. When you're starting something new, when somebody says to you, hey, man, you really need to see this. You really need to check this out. And it's a, a comic book or it's a show that's uh, on broadcast television or something like that. They say, you really need to get in this. And the question then becomes, 
do I jump in right now or do I go back? Do I go back to the very beginning? Do I go back to the start of the season or the start of the plot line? How do I get into something that people have said, oh, this is really good, but I haven't discovered it uh, yet? You know, where is the best place to enter um, uh, into something? Mm-hmm. Well, I think um, the thing that popped in my mind as you were saying your intro that I hadn't considered when we were discussing this as a possible topic was my introduction to Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Um, my gut told me to start at the beginning, which was the David Eccleston. Dev- David. Uh, yeah. Is David his name? I, it's it doesn't matter. Eccleston. <laughs> yeah, Eccleston. It? So, I start, you know, with the new modern era because I I knew I was not going to care for, at least in my fandom, care for the older doctors. That was never my thing, hence why I didn't want to join in. But you guys were like, no, 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 check out this, check out. And you guys kept saying, skip Eccleson, skip Mm -hmm. Eccleson. And I insisted on watching it and I didn't care for it. I was like, nope, Doctor Who does nothing for me. Eccleson does nothing for me. Right. And I gave up on it. And it was like six months that I gave up on it. Then you guys came. Then I happened to watch. Um, oh, God, I can't think of the off the offshoots. The uh, Torchwood. Torchwood. Thank yeah. you. I watched Torchwood and you were like, if you like Torchwood, you're going to like jump onto this. And, and right. that was what got. So the same thing is occurring with me and my girlfriend. Um, I told her. She's one of these ones that has to start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, skip it. I'm telling you to skip it. And she just insists, no, I have to see the beginning. I need to know everything from beginning to the end. Right. And she kept telling me how bored she was watching the Eccleson episodes. Yeah. Christopher, by the way. Hey, Christopher, thank you. And finally. It's technically she- his birthday as we record this. I should let oh, you know that. <laughs> yeah. And- yeah, happy birthday. You're really great as a Thor villain and as <laughs> as Destro. I loved you as Destro. There okay, you go. No, no, I really did not. Um, no, no one loved that movie. But she did the exact same thing that I did, where finally, for some reason or another, she jumped to David Tennant, Tennant. and has fallen in love with it. And that's what... Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a, gr- this is a great... So, so I, this is what I love. So when I tell people about my doctor who experience, I had watched the old ones as a kid and I dug some of the stuff, but I think as Americans, part of the reason that we, we, we don't really like some of the old doctors and I've watched a lot of the old doctors as much of the old doctors as I can. And I now come at it from the opposite way of I love the new stuff and I'm going back and watching the old stuff and I love seeing things and I'm like, Oh, okay, this is where they pulled that from. Oh, this is the first mention of this and this is cool. But as Americans, we just need a little bit higher production value in some of our science fiction, or we at least we're used to it. Well, even in television, because I think they do that. In yeah, all that's true. Television. And and honestly, there's higher production value in their television too, which is, some of it is just like ri- ridiculously cheap there. So uh, that was really hard, and I was never really, I never really got into Doctor Who as a in, in, when I watched it on PBS or whatever. Uh, and I didn't. I think I maybe watched one or two Christopher Eccles episodes at one point and I even I was like no I don't like it then here's what happened I think I was unemployed and I was watching cable television 
and Blink came on. Blink. Blink doesn't even have the goddamn doctor in it, except for very little. He's on screen maybe three minutes an entire episode. But I watched that episode and I was like, this is the best incredible goddamn writing I've ever seen on any television show ever. This writing is mind-bogglingly good. This is fan-fucking-tastic. And I I was like, this is Doctor Who? Fuck it, I gotta watch it. And then David Tennant is just so charming. He's so good, and I like him so much. So yeah, I tried to go back and watch uh, Christopher Eccleston. I I decided just to go back and watch David Tennant, and then when I ran out of David Tennant episodes, and this was back when he was making the specials, there weren't as many out there. Then I went back and watched uh, Christopher Eccleston because I just wanted more Doctor Who. More Doctor Who. Yeah, I just wanted more Doctor Who. And then I appreciated it. I did the same thing. Once I got past it, then I appreciated it. But But it it was not enough to reel me in. Yeah. David Eccleston is one of those funny things, man, where it's like a great show. You're doing it now, too. David Tennant. Yeah, I'm sorry. Christopher Eccleston is one of those things where um, if you, yeah, I think you needed to be a lot more of a Doctor Who fan to appreciate appreciate what he was trying to do there. But I don't think he was a good fit. And that's why he lasted one series. And then David Tennant came in. Uh, So, yeah, that's a great example of this, of fight that urge to watch something from the beginning. Um, I think in comic books, um, like I, I go back to my original jump into comic books and I picked up, um, an episode or an issue of, uh, of, um, of Captain America issue 233. And, uh, it's in the it's in the middle, close to the end of the Steve Rogers losing his shield and John Walker taking over and it all being a fucking Red Skull plot. It's in the midst of that. Uh, the government takes away Steve Rogers shield and he continues to file on. It's in the midst of that big ass fucking story. Over the years, what I ended up doing was specifically when I would get to the the quarter bins, I would be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to look up those issues. I know the start of that story and I know where I started and I will go fill in. And if you remember, 232 was the Holy Grail for me. It was the issue right before my first issue. As a matter of fact, here's a fun story. My first issue is the one that has Reagan as a snake. That was the first issue Captain America I bought where basically the uh the what is it the the Viper Gang what are they called? I don't even remember. Serpent Society. Serpent Society poisons Washington DC with a syndrome that turns everybody into snake people and it features Reagan in his pajamas as a giant snake monster. <laughs> I didn't realize he was in his pajamas. That's his fr- that's my first issue of Captain America. So you can see why I fell in love with it so fast. Um and then yeah, then then and then I spent like a 20 years looking for uh, 232 um, to find that one. So, yeah, that um, my intro to comics is the same way. It was with you. We right. walked down a Jews book. Nook. I you and Tim were collecting random things at the time, probably Captain America and Spider-Man and yeah. whatnot. And I wasn't collecting anything, but knew I wanted to and knew I'd always been a Superman fan. But then I see sitting on the shelf is Superman wearing a gladiator outfit. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah. 
And I grabbed it, and it was annual number two. And I was not smart enough to understand how comics work. So I looked for annual number three, thinking that's the next <laughs> that's the next book I'm supposed to get. So not only do you not know how uh, comic books work, you also don't know what the root of annual is, meaning well, also, once a year. Well, here's the, first you have that against me. Yeah. But also Superman was at the height of – where it didn't go like Superman 1, Superman 2, Superman 3. It went Superman, Adventures of Superman, Action Comics, then Man yeah. of Steel. It was almost weekly, right? Or It was a weekly comic. It yeah. was and just different names, but the story continued on each I of those. But I didn't understand that at the time and luckily it said at the very, you know, you get to the last page and it said continued. story continued and blah blah, but I didn't know what came before it. Right. So I didn't know how to look for what came before it. And I spent many years tracking down the exile story, which has now come out in a trade paperback. It's like this big and $28. And kids today don't understand what we had to go through. Everything's a trade paperback. Now you just buy the trade when it comes out and everything's fine. Yeah, actually, comics has changed a lot in that effect. But comics also had a great thing of when they made reference to a thing of the story, they always had the editor's note of as seen in this issue. But I've always said this good serialized writing you could you should be able to come in in the middle of a thing and still enjoy the writing and be able to fill in enough blanks. And this actually goes to our, our, our discussion from last week. George Lucas starts star Wars ostensibly on episode four and no one has seen episode one, two or three. And we all have to gather that this is part of a larger story and that he's making, you know, that's a good example. You know, it's a very good. So he forces you to start mid mid story on that one. And that the, the greater story will be revealed later on. So, I mean, that's, that's the thing. So, if you haven't guessed yet, ladies and gentlemen, this is not going to be one of those episodes where Rob and I argue a point uh, because we both kind of agree. If a show or a comic or anything is good enough, you should be able to pick up a book or, or watch it. Or an even start a TV on. show. Um, yeah. And we are both fans of episodic. Is episodic the right word yeah. to use here? Sure. Episodic. Um, yeah. Because I, I like... A self-contained, not. I'm sorry. Self-contained is not the word I'm looking. Uh, no, no. I, you, you're Netflix, right. We like binging. We like right. binging movie. And in this day and age, that's harder to just. I can't jump into episode four of. Well, right. I, well, it's easier now to just start at the beginning because that's how it's presented. Because we can watch it at any time we want. Right, and you can just start at one, and you can keep going through. We're old enough that that's not what you do. You you would just join wherever you could, and you'd have to wait for reruns. And uh, sometimes you'd miss an episode because we didn't have yeah. VCRs. And All that stuff. So yeah, that's certainly something older. Uh, uh, that is something that dates us a little bit and and it's it's something I think a skill that you just learn because that's the way it was you didn't have so much control I think I think nowadays with binging so much you you do not have to do that but sometimes you will see that you only have season three of a show but Mm -hmm. not one and two because of binging rights or whatever and sometimes that's the thing where you you jump into that sort of story I think I think you're right we are big fans of 
self-contained stories, episodic stories, things where you can just have a monster of the week. And yes, there's a greater overarching plot, but you can just watch this episode and have a story that is, leaves you satisfied and contained in it. I think the X-Files is a great example for me too in my past where I didn't buy, I didn't get into X-Files in season one. I got into X-Files in season like... Uh, I think three is when I got into X Files, and uh, and you could just pick it up and you kind of go and and you know if it's good enough writing, it, it I I even dare say this, Rob, did you read the Harry Potter books? I have not. I have You've not. never read the Harry I've, Potter books. I've, no, I've seen all the movies. I have not read the book. Okay, you could pick up book four of the Harry Potter series, right? And figure enough out and live and in the world. And figure enough out and live in the world. She does a good enough job of explaining what has happened before in the first couple of chapters of things that you feel caught up enough to get what's going on. Nothing. Can I ask you, um, again, not having read any of them, but have read the modern Marvel comic where the modern Marvel comic spoon feeds you kind of like in the first three episodes of this arc this this and this happened yeah and we now join our characters here right Um, it has a splash page no 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 it's more of along the lines of spoon uh, feeding it marvel spoon feeding you in that situation um no but i still appreciate it yeah no uh for this it's more along the lines of it's done through the i'm actually i'm sorry folks i'm actually turning around and looking at my bookshelf to see if i have my harry potter naturally in the story that yeah yeah like for instance every harry potter starts off at home with the dursleys on summer vacation right on summer do holiday they all all of them they all the do all do all of them start because you have to also understand harry potter is a type of for this summer well no it's a it, but because it, it's specifically a type of british literature because the british have have these sort of boarding houses that are long-standing things in their culture of a uh, of a school that has dormitories and kids go there all year long and then they come back so this was a type remember when we read a separate piece yeah in yeah, school yeah. that is the type of this literature it's about and, and it's basically bookend with it starts before the school year starts and ends at the end of the school year and they would have a bunch of the a lot of these would have seven books where it would take a kid all the way through his years at the boarding school until it was done and it would be a year a school year in each person so life. she wasn't breaking ground in the way she was telling no no no. Us. this format Just- was something already already done in, in in british novels so but that's that that is the pattern so every every year every first chapter would would definitely be telling you what's going on right now in Harry's life, but making references to, oh, he hasn't spoken to Ron since blah, blah, blah happened or blah, blah, blah happened. It would be in there like casually as they're telling the story. Like, you know what I mean? So um, that that's how it's done. It's not spoon fed in the fact of in previous episodes or when yeah, last we saw. It's yeah. not serialized like that where they give you a wrap up. And, then and a lot of shows you and I watch probably all go previously in Titans or right. Previously yes. In- <laughs> previously in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Where they give you just quick plot points or whatever. <clears throat> but those aren't enough. 
No, those really aren't most of those dense stories. Right. That's more of like if you haven't watched in a couple weeks, here's what you're forgetting. Right. Yeah. Or yeah, that, that's exactly right. I think it is weird now in, in the binge culture that we have, because, again, comics are that way because we just talked about the fact that every comic storyline gets packaged into a trade paperback trade now. paperback and then well here's the thing about comics that have been happening a lot lately that i immediately went to when we discussed when we discussed this as a topic was comics reboot all the time and the number one used to be a sacred thing but now every like captain america has seven eight number ones i yeah. mean yeah it's it's really and ridiculous. yet sometimes we we'll go back to traditional numbering and be in the thousands or whatever it is when they want to make it a big splash yeah so yeah i think that's hard i think you know a lot of times too i i think you you, you with the trade paperbacks is a good way of going back and seeing a previous storyline uh that they're they're making reference to like you know nowadays it does feel like they try to wrap up everything right around chap you know like 14 issues or 12 issues or whatever yeah. that makes a good trade and then that's you know chapterific and two and six issue or arcs yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 um and i think that's easier and then you've got netflix has changed how we do things now where everything's bingeable and you can watch an entire season in a in weekend two nights yeah. yeah yeah right where you're like i gotta watch all of daredevil i can't sleep until i've watched all of it no i did that with the last this. season of punisher and i i had like i maybe spent an hour away from from that damn show one weekend and- yeah yeah so i mean that's that's just kind of the way we're building things and uh which is kind of sad a little bit it is um, sad but I do think you can. I think you can. If somebody says to you, hey, you should really check that show out, don't feel like you necessarily need to. Or, or or be like, oh, okay, well, when are you watching it next? I'll just come over and watch it with you. Don't have – I mean, if they that go, oh, no, you got to go – you got to go to – I jumped that? into Game of Thrones season three, some random episode, and then w- – I, I actually think comics, movies, Holy crap. you jumped into Game of Thrones season three in a random episode. So and if it, you did go back. It was enough back, for me to go. There was not too much spoiled. There was uh-huh. enough characters revealed that I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And they're like, well, you should have started at the beginning. So I'm like, OK, OK, I'm going. But it, it but, but I just laugh at that because the first season of Game of Thrones has an entirely not- different protagonist. Oh, completely, completely. <laughs> Completely. But why is Broadmere here? And then, and then, act- <laughs> so, uh, and then I actually found season one boring, like because of how. Oh, there was so much more tits in season one. Yeah. How much was different from what I would have right, seen. Yeah one episode in season three and by the way when i said oh there was so much more tits in season one that wasn't necessarily me saying oh it's more exciting that was me actually saying it's sort of a different show it had a lot more boobs in season one to get people to watch it i think it was more purient it was to get i guess 18 to 34 year old males hooked on the show showing how the hell are they gonna do watchmen how the hell are they gonna do watchmen yeah i don't know i don't get that at all don't I add. want it to be. I want it to be successful, but we have a movie that spoils the twist. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that. I don't think any. But you see, I think the Watchmen TV show that they're talking about is after that, isn't it? 
It's after the plot. I think it's the. I don't know, but I I was under the impression it's. I don't think it's the actual story. Well, it would be nice to see. You know, the the movie cut out so many details of it. I mean, we're we're not going to debate the whole thing of when you take. Uh, I thought that that it followed. It changed some details, but it followed almost. Oh, but there's so, dude. Yes, a lot of the cinematography basically used the comic book as its uh, as its storyboarding. But there were so many things that are left out. So many things that are left out in that story. The whole comic book, the whole pirate comic book is completely left out, sure. which is actually a very good. But they, it's superfluous, but it's a also a very. You can get to that because they, they animated that. And then there's yeah. a it's called the director's cut or Snyder cut or whatever. And they animate. Uh, they they interweave that in the way they did in the book. Okay. And it's. But there are it's things actually, they don't they don't spend half as much time on the on the previous version or the the earlier sure. Watchmen as they there there is stuff that's left out, bro. There are stuff that's left out. That could be a debate sometime. Is is the comic better than the the television show because or the movie? Because I really enjoyed that movie, and I know a I, lot of people don't. I know. I, I remember. Look, there somewhere out there. I think on YouTube is a video of us talking about how much we liked it. Uh, we we did in fact like that that movie when it first well, that's came out. right that yeah. is right we did it yeah. we did a comic book crossfire of that uh i like that movie when it first came out i still kind of like that movie now uh it's got its flaws um oh sure but uh, yeah, overall i thought it was i thought it was a good take i didn't i didn't hate it uh i am not that kind of guy who just hates on everything i i like that movie and i'm i'm fine with saying that i like that movie i think the book is better though it's still better because it's just got much more layer and it's it's even darker than that movie the book yeah it is just is but i think i think the alien being the the reason why the countries unite i'm sorry not the in the the octopus that they're being yes. that they're making i yeah. i feel like the movie does a better interpretation of what unites them i right. should say i got you yeah yeah i yeah i get that i guess yeah um who is okay, it that, that just that, Right. I, I want to just I want to you've actually brought something up with the Watchmen that I need to talk about in, in some yeah. way. Um, so the uh, uh, the the new the congresswoman from New York, right? Alexandria uh, Adio Cortez, right? Ocho, I can't. You know who I'm talking about? I don't. Young hot. Democratic Congresswoman from New York that oh, everyone hates. Real life. Yeah, real movie. life. Real life. Okay. Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 So I was, I thought you were and I and I just movie. botched her. Uh, it's uh, Ochio Court. I don't know. Anyway, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm I'm working on fumes here. But so there was this quote from her I want to talk about on Twitter. Some Republican said something about. Um, her being ineffectual because she was stuck in a Congress with them, basically, right? And I'm I'm botching his original quote, which was like, "Once she gets into actual Congress, she will see that she, you know, all this stuff is ineffectual or whatever, or she'll she'll see that you know she she'll have to deal with us or whatever." Okay. And then she literally quoted Rorschach and said, "I'm not, uh, I'm not yeah." I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. That's awesome. (laughs) And I look, I already found her super attractive. That just went like through. She's now on my five. I'm like, if I ever get a chance, that's she's so incredibly awesome in that. And it's the greatest line ever. 
Honestly, it's one of the greatest, great best line in the movie. Definitely uh, one of the greatest lines in comic book history. That is just that is so goddamn badass of a line. And uh, oh, I remember reading that. Sorry, I've just sidetracked the entire thing. But I I read her when she said that. I was like, fuck, yeah. 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 (laughs) Fuck, yeah, lady. You get him. Um, yeah, so I just, I just, I guess, uh, my thing is if somebody says to you, Hey, this is really cool. I think you would like it. Um, don't make it impersonal. Like if you're with somebody who likes somebody, just say, okay, well, Hey, next time you're watching that show, let me join in because the fact of the matter is you don't necessarily need, if it's a good show with good writing and good acting and all those things that make a good show, a good show, you shouldn't need to start at the beginning to enjoy that one episode. It should stand on its own enough to make you go. It's just like, that's why I brought up the whole blink episode of, of Dr. Who. Well, it doesn't I mean, even have the, the fucking protagonist of the show. No, but it's it has, like, look, this show is this good without him. Yeah. Imagine how good it is with <laughs> yes. him. And Imagine how good this would be with the actual actors who are the stars of the show playing I did the actual character similar, that is in it. Sorry to cut you off here. Yeah. I, I did something similar with the movie, with the television show Supernatural. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I showed you this episode, but you remember when I was working on making the scripts? Yeah, 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 yeah. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing that inspired me to make the script was I had seen this episode of Supernatural where they were caught in like a um, Groundhog Day type loop. Time loop, yeah. And one of the characters every day would die. Every day he would die. And and he just it, – it became almost comical how he would die. Like he first was trying to prevent it and then he would die. And then finally he was like – he was just saying like, well, maybe if I die this way, I'll come back. And he's like dropping toasters in the mm-hmm. – you know, it's – it was very comical, and it's it's an episode that I've shown a couple people. Where they're like, you know, that was the episode that hooked me onto Supernatural, and it's like season seven, so it's yeah, and it barely shows what they were doing at the first few seasons, but it shows who the characters are and what makes them likable and and fun. So it's like it it's similar to Blink in in the fact that it's not really them tackling a case; it's them being stuck in something. But you get to see what the characters are like and and fall in love and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I watched that one with Scooby Doo. That was a good one. <clears throat> um, oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Was it funny? Yeah. Is I, it animated or? Yeah, is it- it's animated. They jump into a cartoon. They're That's in awesome. Scooby Doo. It's fantastic. Um, I've I've loved Supernatural for a long time, and I still got I got three seasons on Netflix I haven't seen yet. But I they've I'll got be- like. 14 up seasons. So. I know. I'll be honest with you. I tried to, I tried, maybe I need to jump ahead because I tried getting season one slow season slow. one and I had a little trouble and, uh, and I should follow my own advice here and just jump in later than that and be like, what, what's this about? And I know people who are like super big fans or whatever, um, about it. There's a lot of people out there that, you know, really enjoy the shit out of that show. And the actress who played, uh, I know you'll know her name. She is the villain on the new Mr science theater um felicia day thank you she has been a reoccurring character at least like for the last eight seasons she was a reoccurring character on on supernatural, uh, supernatural. and she plays an awesome like young lesbian character who is kind of coming into her own and trying to figure out how to be a hunter herself and is literally considered a little sister to the two main characters mm-hmm. and i i loved her character and it's like 
I've recommended episodes of that to like Tracy and then it's like, okay, jump in on this episode. That right. If she doesn't hook you, then nothing will hook you to the show. Hmm. Huh, there you go. So, uh, Rob, I, I guess we didn't really debate anything here, but uh, would you say that we, we've come to a conclusion of our, our best advice that we can give to people is just if somebody don't says... Don't be stuck. Don't be like feeling that you have to. If you can, great. But if somebody loves something and they're really passionate about it, hear them out and maybe jump in somewhere that's not traditional to give it a shot. And if you can, if you if you are watching something that's maybe uh, still broadcast or something like that, where a new episode comes out, don't feel weird about saying, hey, I, you, you keep telling me I should watch that. When do you watch it? Let's watch it together exactly. so I can exactly. share that enthusiasm. Because sometimes and, and the funny thing is, is and when we were preparing for this episode, I was like trying to remember. And this is just my age catching up with me, but and uh, the fact that I really don't remember anything pre two thousand. Um, I was trying to remember something from like our youth where we both like mystery something. science theater. Mystery science theater. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I loved. I loved MS3. Did I find it first or did you find it first? I found it first. I think we I? both found it separately, okay, separately. to be completely honest. Okay. And then it was kind of like, you're watching this too? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think we were watching it together at, because I found it with my father. I was having – literally my dad was over and we were having an argument and pod people were on. <laughs> and, was, and we were trying to yell at each other, but we couldn't because we were kept laughing at what was going on on the TV. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Uh, MSG3K is actually a very good one of that where it doesn't want you to <laughs> – it doesn't want you to necessarily feel that you have to go it, back. You it's literally to. telling you jump in wherever the fuck you what, want. Yeah, whatever, man. Mid episode is fine. You don't really need to know any of this plot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good one of me. And, and, and I think to me, I have told people, hey, you should watch Mystery Science through 2000. And sometimes I get people who are like, oh, I tried that and I didn't really like it. And then I'm always like, well, watch it with me. Because when I watch it, you'll be like, my enthusiasm sometimes does that. So if you really want somebody also to watch something that you're watching, invite them over, watch something with them, and then let your enthusiasm take it uh, yeah. to that next level. Um, or it'll scare the hell out of them and they'll never yeah, want to be your Right. Yeah, right. You know, what you should do is look at them constantly while they're watching the show <laughs> yeah. to make sure they're Wendy, I'm it. looking at you for <laughs> Turn of the King. <laughs> uh, I'm also looking at you, Rob, because you had the extended. We, we've never yes. stopped joking yes. about the extended edition. Rob. Um, Rob two towers, right? Wasn't right, it? yeah, two towers. Rob had the extended uh, version of the two towers on DVD or whatever. I he had watched it, and he he had watched the director's commentary or the DVD commentary or whatever, <laughs> and the entire fucking movie. He basically regurgitated everything that he had heard on the commentary to the point where we were like, "Buddy, shut the fuck up! <laughs> we're trying to enjoy this goddamn movie." He broke his foot here. This is where he broke his foot. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, great. I, I, watched, I watched Two Towers recently, and I thought about me ruining the movie for you guys. <laughs> no, we love it. It's funny. There are still times uh, my wife and I were, were like, you know what would be great to do today? Just watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy back to front again. Let's just do that today. Let's just fucking do that. 
I, I you know, uh, which is I, I to this day have not figured out why my wife likes. It's not because of Aragon or anything like that. It's not because she finds Vigo Mortensen super sexy or Orlando Bloom super sexy, even post paddleboard. Uh, she just likes the movies. What can I say? So there you go. They're good movies. Yeah, they're good movies. Uh, you got some speed round questions. Yeah, right? I got some quick speed round questions. Okay, right, let's do this. Let's go. Snake Eyes versus Storm Shadow. Uh, Snake Eyes. That Storm uh, Shadow doesn't even hold a goddamn candle. Snake Eyes is really? so much cooler. Yeah. Storm Shadow. He, he was just a guy in a regular ninja outfit. Snake Eyes had the cool visor. He never spoke. Had a wolf. Used a, a machine pistol and a sword. Snake Eyes wins that every single time. Okay. Storm Shadow. Oh, I'm sorry. Star Wars versus Star Trek. You're a Star Trek guy first. I am a Star Trek guy first, but I love them both. Obviously, last episode, we kind of... I was making yeah. excuses to, to make excuses for my, my love. So, there you go. Han Solo versus Indiana Jones. Oh, Jesus Christ. Damn it. That's a hard one, huh? Uh, I'm going to go, actually, with Indiana Jones, and I think that's only because... Um, I think you just get to know a little bit more about Indiana Jones than than Han Solo. I think that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Worst Bane, Batman and Robin or Dark Knight Rises? <laughs> I guess Batman and Robin. It's just so terribly bad. Yeah, they're... Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I want to do Kevin Smith imitations and talk like this. <laughs> now you'll get to see... <laughs> God, so bad. Uh, He-Man versus Thundercats. Uh, Thundercats. Thundercats in a heartbeat. He-Man's got some weird shit about it, man. I mean, really. They got some weird, like, they got to jump through some hoops to explain why everyone looks like that. Akira versus Ghost in the Shell. Ooh. um, Ooh, shite. (sighs) I'm going to go Ghost in the Shell because you know why? I love a lot of things about Akira, but the lot of things that I love about Akira are about three minutes, and there's like 94 million more minutes than that. Like, I think they're it, both slow. They're, they're both they're, slow, but I but think... But they're both groundbreaking. Yeah. No, and this is not me bagging on Akira, but let's be honest, I would have much preferred a lot more motorcycle scenes. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I mean... I just got a couple more. G.I. Joe versus Transformers. Uh, G.I. Joe. Uh, Emerald Palpatine versus General Snoke or Supreme oh. Leader Snoke. Uh, Palpatine, because of all that stuff he does in the prequels. <laughs> uh, I think I asked you this before: Simpsons versus Family Guy. Uh, which episodes? Which seasons of Simpsons? Actually, there was another. There was a joke I did earlier this week where somebody said, "Are you a Simpsons fan?" And I said, "What seasons are we talking about?" The the right answer is Bob's Burgers. Yeah, the right answer is always Bob's Burgers. That's true. If given my choice, that's the one I would like to to watch. So I, I'm going to tell you this: Family Guy was great before it got canceled and then when it came back after being canceled i think it lost some of it and maybe that's because he was doing american dad and then he did the cleveland show and he got too fucking it started off okay because remember we all got together and watched that made for tv movie that they did that came to disc that was actually pretty funny yeah because i remember all of us getting together and like but it was also i think the gimmick had worn off yeah yeah i think so 
So, have you watched any of the Orville? Speaking of Star Trek, and I have not of... watched a single episode of the Orville. So, the Orville's kind of crazy. The first couple of episodes of season one are a lot more jokey than they landed on. First of all, he 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 gets the executive uh, producer of Next Generation and Voyager and Deep Space Nine to be his producer, right? Who's the name? I know you'll say it, and I'll Bre- know who it Brendan is. Braga. Uh, okay. Yep. Right, yep. Yep. Right. So he gets this guy who's worked on the modern Star Trek episodics to be his executive producer. He gets writers who can write, and it's very funny. Last year, when the Orville came out and Discovery came out, there was a lot of jokes about people saying the Orville is a better Star Wars than our Star Trek than Discovery was. And really? Orville has some really good straight up Star Trek type plots in it that are very fantastic. But it's comedy though, right? Am I wrong? Well, so like I said, the first couple of episodes, it's a lot more comedy. Now, as you watch it, it's very much Star Trek with the occasional offhanded joke about it. Really? Yeah. And there's, there's still some things like uh, the episode I just saw. One of the characters is an alien and uh, one of the other characters convinces him to grow a mustache to to get his upper lip altered to have hair grow out of it so he has a mustache and there's comedy in that there's usually the pilot of the ship says something like i shouldn't have had so many beers or whatever it's just like offhanded comments like that what it is is it's yeah it's him it's like it's very much uh i don't know They've toned down the amount of jokes, though, honestly, and are dealing with real, actual Star Trekky type stuff, which is kind of funny. Stuff about, like, is judging one culture based on your own uh, values th- the thing to do and, and all this other stuff. They've, they've done a lot of crazy, weird things um, that are actually pretty decent Star Trek kind of plots. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Um, I will say this uh, on the record. I like season two of Discovery uh, better than I like season one, but season one had a lot of strong stuff in it uh, and it was really good. I like Discovery, but I also like the Orville and sometimes the Orville's jokes take me out of the moment. So eh, there you go. So uh, what do we learn here, Rob? Uh, I can't even remember. We were talking about something. Anyway, doesn't matter. I guess Orville's okay. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just jump in wherever we went. We've already wrapped this up, didn't we? We wrapped this up like 20 minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, and we even did the... Uh, we did the questions. We should just 20. end this podcast. Um, uh, we, no one won. That's right. No and one I'm still, I think I'm won. still on the losing streak here. Yes. Well, that's really the whole basis of this entire podcast. Okay. <laughs> well, then that means uh, I'm right. And I am Rob. There you go. And uh, we'll see you next time. Okay, have a good night. Stay fresh. Cheese bags. Cheese bags. Look it up. I will.